You're listening to the Oddscast, the original UFC betting podcast that's straight to the point. Hosted by leading MMA oddsmaker Nick Kalikas and MMA journalist Brian Hemminger, they provide you the absolute best UFC betting info, picks, statistics, and analysis from the most respected authority in mixed martial arts betting. MMAoddsbreaker.com. Don't place your wagers without us. Welcome to the Combate Cast, presented by BetDSI. I'm Brian Hemminger, joined today by leading mixed martial arts oddsmaker Nick Kalikas to break down this Friday's Combate 55 event, which takes place in Mexicali, Mexico. Nick creates the opening betting odds for Combate events, so he'll break down the top five fights with betting odds for this card, providing extensive analysis and a pick for those fights after doing film study and research for the event. Combate 55 will air on TV networks Axis, Univision, and TUDN in Mexico this Friday night. Let's dive right in. Now, kicking things off in terms of the lined fights, we have Saul Cabrera, who is 3-2-1, taking on Ramiro Jimenez, who is 3-0. Now, Nick, where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? Really excited to have Combate Americas back in our lives. I mean, it's the first event of 2020, so make sure you tune in, as Brian mentioned, this Friday night on Access TV or Univision or TUDN. It should be an awesome fight card. Getting right into the card, Jimenez up at minus 260, the comeback on Cabrera at plus 190. And right now, what we're seeing over at BetDSI is currently Jimenez minus 244, the comeback on Cabrera at plus 177. So line margins have tightened up a little bit, and there's a little bit more action across the market coming in on the dog right now. I don't really blame people. I mean, this is an interesting fight. I mean, Cabrera has fought as high as 155 pounds. Jimenez has actually fought as low as uh, bantamweight, so they're meeting right in the middle, 145 pounds here. So Cabrera is going to have some size over Jimenez, which is going to probably matter in this fight. Um, but getting into the details, um, Cabrera first here, he is going to be, like I meant, a bigger fighter. He's a southpaw. He's got really decent boxing. Um, nice high kicks, including um, his left leg, especially. He's durable for the most part. He's got that fighting spirit, so he's a warrior. He, he likes to go out there and throw down. And, and you know, he likes it. He enjoys it. You could tell he's that type of fighter that really gets into um, what his craft, basically. Now, defensively, it is a concern because he's a bit slow. He's hittable. And for me, I think Jimenez is going to be able to land some punches. He's going to be the faster fighter here. So that worries me about Cabrera. Um, overall, though, I think Cabrera is a little bit more battle-tested than Jimenez. So he's coming off one of its toughest fights of his career. Um, and now I don't know if Jimenez is going to push Cabrera to that point. So I think Cabrera is going to be game here, and he's going to give Jimenez a tough test. So, again, I respect the action coming in on Cabrera at this point. But Heading over to Jimenez, I mean, honestly, Jimenez, I know his last fight was at 135 pounds, like I mentioned, but if you look at the skill set with this guy, I mean, he's a serious prospect in my mind. I mean, he's well-rounded. Uh, he's still a young fighter to age 21. Um, I believe that uh, Cabrera is only 22, I believe, 23, so both these guys are very young. So this is a battle of serious young prospects here for sure. Um, but again, back to Jimenez here. He's a well-rounded fighter. He transitions really well from his striking to his wrestling. That's what I like about him. I mean, he's so smooth when he does it. Um, again, really good wrestling. He's got good ground and pound as well, and he does transition well on the ground. So he he's very keen on the ground, but he is also on the feet. He's capable of landing punches. He's very accurate. Um, he does have, again, some speed to go along with that accuracy, so it's going to cause some problems for Cabrera. 
now, he does make some mistakes, though, because he is, again, young. He hasn't been as battle-tested as Cabrera at this point. So I think this is going to be Jimenez's toughest fight to date. I think that he's going to get really tested. Cabrera's going to look to f- slow this fight down a little bit and kind of wear on him with the size. And we're going to see how it plays out. But for me, I still got to side with Jimenez because I think the technical skill set kind of trumps the size advantage that Cabrera has here. But it should be a pretty competitive fight back and forth. Now, at the betting window, the bet hasn't moved really enough for me to like either side here. I'm going to pick Jimenez. But I can understand the early action on the dog, but it's a pass for me where the line currently is. Now, dropping down to the atomweight division, we have Anna Palacios, who is 3-1-1, taking on Laura Huzar, who is 2-0. Now, Nick, what's the MMA oddsmaker's perspective on this one? Who's our open minus 200? The comeback on Palacios at plus 150. And there has been some decent action at the betting window in this fight. Right now, what we're seeing over DSI is minus 125. For who's the comeback on Palacios is even money. Across the down best screen, the market price right now is minus 110 either way. So this is about a pick em fight at the betting window now. People came in and gobbled up that plus money value early on, which I think is about right because I think this fight has the makings to being like split decision type of fight if it hits the scorecards. So you want to be sitting on the plus money side for sure. So again, hats off to you guys that came in, gobbled up that plus money. I think Huzar is a little bit more of the popular, a little bit more of the hyped fighter here. I think a little bit more of uh, the more serious prospect of the two, not that Palacios is not, because if you watch this chick fight, obviously the people that have came in and uh, bet on Palacios know what I'm talking about. She is very game. She's a very good fighter. So this is another outstanding fight from Kabate Americas with the, in their female divisions. I mean, if you look, they have a lot of quality fighters here, and these are two ladies that could definitely bring it, and this is going to be an awesome fight. Uh, starting off with Palacios, everybody's coming in on her, but she's a talented young lady. She's fun to watch fight. On the feet, she moves well, stays busy, picks her spots, throws quick hands. She mixes in uh, knees and kicks well as well so I, I really like what i see from palacios um she has good ground awareness um does look for takedowns and from top position she's very capable of landing good ground and pound and also looks and attacks for subs as well so she's again a complete fighter and heading over to huzar i think huzar again a very talented prospect she has some Serious power overall. She has that pace that she uh, pushes forward. Very good boxing, clean combos, fast and powerful, and very accurate. That's what you like about Huzar. So she's going to be the one that's kind of coming forward, trying to land the harder shots on Palacios. Palacios is game. She's going to be sitting in the pocket, landing her shots back, uh, pushing back at times as well. So this is going to be a back and forth type of war. But I like Huzar here a little bit because I think she's going to be the more aggressive fighter, and I think that's going to matter if this fight hits the scorecards, which I think it probably will here. So I think Huzar is going to be the one that stays a little little bit busier. Um, Palacios is definitely going to game here. She's going to be landing back and forth. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if this hits a scorecards and it is a split decision type of fight. But I think Huzar probably edges out two out of three rounds and probably two out of three scorecards uh, go her way as well. So that's how close and competitive this is going to be. But at this point, I think it's a favorite or pass situation. If, if it's a slight favorite on Huzar, it's a pick em situation. I would probably lean towards Huzar here. And there might be some value that opened up with the drastic movement now at this point. So I'm actually going to go against the market here. I do respect Palacios. I think it's going to be an awesome fight, but I'm going to pick Huzar to win. And there might be a little bit of value kind of popping out here right now. Now, moving up to the flyweight division, we have Santiago Monreal, who is 4-1, taking on Ernesto Ibarra, who is 3-0. Now, Nick, where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? I opened Ibarra, minus 185, the comeback on Monreal, plus 
plus 145. And right now what we're seeing over at BetDSI, minus 189 for Ibarra. The comeback on Monreal is plus 148. So line margins have tightened up a little bit. Um, there is two-way action on this fight. Of course, no significant moving. Looking at the Donbass screen, I mean, it's basically about two to one or a ballpark where I open it. So it seems like it's it's a pretty solid line. And Ibarra should be a slight favorite heading into this fight. So starting off with him first, since he's a slight fave, I mean, he's a physically strong fighter. He's a grinder basically a ground guy. That's the type of fighter he is. He's going to look to take this fight to the floor. His stand-up is a work in progress. I mean, he does have some decent power uh, because he has that kind of grinding style, right? So he's dangerous. You can't sleep on his right because he can land a big shot for sure. Um, but he does close the distance and look for takedowns and ground and pound and his submissions. That's where he's at. Uh, that's exactly what he wants to do in this fight as well. So this is another case, though, that it's going to be his toughest test because Monreal is more battle as well. I think he's another talented young prospect, only 24 years old. Um, he's well-rounded. I think he's the more well-rounded fighter of the two here. Um, so he's a developing young talent, really, and he's going to get better fight by fight. In this matchup, really, he should want to test stand-up skill, I think, with Ibarra because I think he's going to have the stand-up edge in this spot. Um, so he's going to have to stuff some takedowns. His takedown defense isn't that bad, so it is going to be an interesting fight, um, and I think he's capable of doing some good things in this fight, but offensively, he also does have some good BJJ. Um, his ground game still needs a little bit of work, but he does mix in some takedowns and has some sub skills as well, so I don't think he's on the level of Ibarra on the ground, but he's pretty close, and I think he can at least hang with Ibarra, but he doesn't want to spend a lot of time on his back, that's for sure, because he's going to lose rounds that way, so Ibarra is the rightful favorite here, but I wouldn't lay the chalk. I think this is another competitive fight and the biggest test of Ibarra's life, and again, I think Monreal overall has been a little bit more battle-tested, so I like this matchup a lot. It's really going to test Ibarra, so it's another pass for me where the betting uh, line is right now. I'm going to stay away from it, um, and I'm going to probably pick Ibarra to edge it out, but it's not a confident pick. I think this fight legitimately could go either way, so there might be a little bit of dog value uh, still left on the table here with Monreal. Now, moving up to a 130-pound catchweight, we have David Macias Ruiz, who is 4-1, taking on Edgar Sheras, who is 5-2. Now, Nick, what's the MMA oddsmaker's perspective on this one? I open up Charas minus 200, the comeback on Maceas Ruiz at plus 150. And right now looking over at BetDSI is Charas minus 149, the comeback on Ruiz at plus 121. So line margins have tightened up, more action coming in Ruiz's way. Last fight, people faded Charas as well, and they were right. They won some money fading him. Um, Charas is a good fighter. This is going to be an interesting matchup. I understand, again, why people came in on the early plus money value here, because it's going to be a competitive fight. Um, getting into it right away, though, Charas, I think he's a bit underrated at times. I mean, I know, again, um, at the betting window, people were right against him last time. But uh, you know what? He's always game, and he's a very solid fighter. Again, another one of these guys that really has a complete MMA game. Um, he's dangerous in all areas. He's very, um, he's a long, very good striker. He has kicks. He's got some speed and effective jab that he uses and uh, kind of sets his striking up behind as well. Now, on the floor, he's got good jujitsu, and offensively, he attacks pretty well. I mean, he definitely goes after it when he's on the ground. You cannot sleep on his jiu-jitsu skills as well. So his takedown defense is decent, um, but that's basically how he lost his last fight. So he still needs to keep on working and uh, stuff takedowns and, and get off his back in that regard. But, I mean, he is, like I said, a very dangerous and capable fighter. I mean, on the feet, everybody's going to have some issues with this guy. And, like I said, on the ground, you can't sleep on his submission skills. So he's a threat, and I think he's the rightful favorite in this fight. Now, heading over to Ruiz, I think he's, uh, again, a very capable fighter. He's got a good, solid record at 4-1. and one. Still needs to get a little bit more experience overall. But 
you know, there's not a lot of info on him from anybody, really. So I think a lot of people were are, um, kind of blindly betting him a little bit and fading Acharas in this spot. I mean, I think, again, from what you do see and what you do find out of Ruiz, he's more of a striker. He's got really fast hands, really good boxing, nice footwork, movement, timing. So you like all what you see there. Um, his takedown defense and ground game is improving, but still vulnerable in those areas. So, again, I don't think he's up to par with where Charas is overall as a complete skill set. So that's why I like Charas here, because I think Charas can compete with uh, Ruiz on the feet. He could do well um, in this spot here, but I think overall he is the more complete MMA fighter. So I think he's got more ways to win this fight. Now, again, I could be wrong because I would love to have even more information on Ruiz and, and kind of feel a little bit better about him because, again, there's a lot of unknowns at this point, and he's still developing, obviously. So he could show up here and just you know look amazing and um, totally do and, and replicate maybe some of the you know, effective ways that uh, Charles got beat last time as well with getting some takedowns and mixing in a better ground game that I'm giving him credit for. But I don't think that's the case here. I think Charles is going to be too much for Ruiz at this point, and I think he's going to win this fight. So for me, as a line drops, there is value that opens up on Charles because, again, I think he is the more complete fighter, and I'd be willing to take a small stab at the new price around minus 149, 150. So um should be a good fight, though. I like it. Now, moving on to the main event of the evening for the Combate Lightweight title, we have Combate Lightweight champion Hafa Garcia, who is 11 and 0, taking on Humberto Bandene, who is 18 and 7. Now, Nick, where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? I opened Garcia minus 130, the comeback on Bandane, even money. And right now what we're seeing over at BetDSI is currently minus 175 for Garcia, the comeback on Bandane, plus 150. Now over at the Donbass screen, we are seeing some minus 190s out there, even as high as 200. Um, but it's about ballpark between 175 and about 190-ish on average. So less than a 2-to-1 favor, slightly under 2-to-1 favor for Garcia over Bandane. And again, obviously the action is coming in Garcia's way here. He's the undefeated lightweight champion. And what a champion he is. I mean, obviously homegrown product from Combate America, so they got to be proud here. He's definitely a very talented fighter. Garcia's a grinder, man. Another one of these guys is tough as nails. He keeps a high pace, high pressure. He doesn't have a bad stand-up game to go along with that grinding style in that wrestling. So he's actually got really good striking ability. He's fast. He's got power. He get he again, accuracy on the feet as well. There's a lot to like about him. I and mean, he pushes such a high pace. He gets takedowns and it's just a hard pace to keep up with. And he's just a, a very talented fighter in regards to his jujitsu skill and ground awareness as well. So there's a lot to like about Garcia, but I made the line competitive because I think Bandane is definitely the hardest fighter that he's ever faced. And this is going to be a real test for Garcia. I think that Bandane obviously has that UFC experience he's coming off that huge Copa Combate win tournament win which is no easy feat trust me so Bandane has a lot of confidence coming into this fight he's going to have a little bit of length over Garcia as well and obviously we know Bandane is a threat everywhere the fight takes place so on the feet I think Bandane can have some serious success against Garcia um, it'll be back and forth though I mean obviously again Garcia is going to have his own success as well so I think both these guys are vulnerable getting hit so this will be an all-out war but I think Bandane's length and I think the way he kind of has that unorthodox style can give Garcia a lot of problems on the feet. Now on the ground, the wrestling obviously of Garcia should trump Bananes. Garcia should get some takedowns here, um, but he, he has to be careful. I think Garcia probably does not get submitted in this spot. I mean, he's his ground awareness is good enough that he should get um, away with kind of top control and avoiding some of Bananes' submission game. So I think he should be safe here. But as the fight goes, I mean, both these guys tend to slow down a little bit. Garcia does tend to gas. I mean, we noticed that in the past as well. And if if Bananes can make this a grueling type of fight, I think that as the fight progresses, Bandana can find a spot to possibly finish here as well. So this is, again, a grueling, interesting fight. 
shape for both fighters. I think it's going to be has potential to be a three round four, a, a three round war. Um, I think Garcia could probably edge out the scorecards, but Bandane has a path of victory, and I think that could be inside the distance here as well, and put the first loss on Garcia's record. So this is an awesome fight, big test for both guys for the lightweight championship. I love it, man. I mean, this is really one of the best fights of the year. It should be at least um, heading into this fight already, um, and it could be by the end of the year. I mean, it's it's so early to tell, obviously, but I'm saying this could be one of those fights we remember. I mean, as being one of the best fights of the year. That's how much potential this fight has. So with all that being said, I'm actually at the price right now. I'm going to pick the, I'm going to pick Bannon to pull off the upset and, and beat Garcia within three rounds. Again, you guys have to remember this is a title fight, but it's only three rounds in Combate Americas. It's not a five round title fight. So honestly, I think that kind of helps Garcia a little bit. I mean, both of them do tend to slow down. I get it, but I think the round fight actually helps Garcia on the scorecards a bit more. So you got to be cautious there, but at the current price, I think it's a little bit overpriced. I think Bannon does have a little bit of value because he will be the toughest fight to date for sure for Garcia. So another awesome scrap. Like I said, make sure you guys tune in this Friday night, and don't miss this fight. Thank you, Nick. So that'll do it for our full event breakdown for Combate 55. Special thanks to BetDSI. Good luck, everyone, and hopefully the betting gods are on your side this Friday night.